listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome everybody to Earth Oddity Podcast. Back in the saddle again this week, sitting here with me is John Long. How you doing? I'm great. I want to tell you that I, well, first of all, to all the listeners, I'm sorry I was unable to be here last week. My uncle died, and then I was working out of town. Everything Tiny said was true, and I would, like, get home, and your truck would be gone. So there's, like, no chance for me us to do it in the middle of the night or anything. Um, Story of my life. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was very surprised. I sent you a text and was like, look, if you got audio from that Oak City thing, you better edit it up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I had no idea that... <laughs> It was going to be you and Shane until I listened to it. Right. And uh, it blew me away. Shane, much more eloquent speaker than I am. And uh, But I will say thank you, Tiny, because during y'all's conversation, I don't know if you remember, he referenced that I don't have a butt, which is true. 100% true. I don't have a butt. I just have a back and then my legs start. You know, right. I'm like Hank Hill back there. <laughs> But I think that's sexual harassment if your boss <laughs> is referencing your butt. So uh, we may, I mean, I may be moving out of Bell Mead for too long once, <laughs> once this judgment comes down in my favor. Now we got you're it gonna recorded. Get a, you're going to get a show enough. <laughs> we're going to have a podcast studio. <laughs> we're going to have everything. Live from Earth Oddity Productions in Hollywood, California. <laughs> The uh, the Shane Spiller Memorial Studio <laughs> podcast studio, but that was surprising. Yeah, and of course I'm not going to sue Shane because I don't have a butt. I would never do that. I don't consider that sexual harassment. But I just thought that was fun. I don't think a judge would see it the same way. Yeah, as I do. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like I could frame it where you know, like it's caused me emotional damage, and <laughs> thousands of people across the world now know I don't have a butt or anything. <laughs> Yeah. But now that I've addressed it right now, I'll never be able to bring a suit because it'll just play this audio for them where I'm joking around yeah. about it. So. And I don't remember if I mentioned it or not, but I recorded some other stuff too. But okay. It just didn't it didn't work. Yeah. Because we were recording it through a mixer. Uh, which you would think me, being the audio guy, I would know how to use a mixer. <laughs> I don't. No. No, no, that is not that's that's on brand for our podcast. Yes. Is, is not knowing how to do that. So but, I had some audio with Brandon, you know, Squirrel, yeah. Cajun Curl fame, and also with Jeff. So I may try to get together with them at some other point okay. and record some stuff. In, in my mind, that's what I thought it would be. It was like you just doing interviews, going around to whoever's booth was there mm-hmm. and talking to them. And then when it came on and it was you and Shane, I, I was literally like shocked because <laughs> he didn't mention anything about it. You yeah. didn't mention anything about it. I just had no clue and it blew me away. I sent Shane a text message. It was like, I'm glad to know there's someone to take over for me when I quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways that's my boss he's a good guy i i love shane and i'm glad other people got to hear shane outside of the uh just people you know us that know him mm-hmm. and all and uh, i'm sure you know he probably made you a better person by being around him because he's done it for me so there we go yeah gave me some hot stock tips oh yeah i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure i've learned one thing is that uh if you got money you don't want to spend it, and that's a good thing to do. You know, and that's why 
people have a lot of money. I heard Mark Cuban say this one time, and I've really I've I've taken it to heart. He was like, "You'll never lose money by saving it." And I was like, "Okay, hmm. well, there you go." Of course, you're a billionaire, so it's a lot easier for <laughs> right. you to say that than me. So, but at the same time, I've heard if you want to make money, you got to spend money. You well, know, yeah, so, that's true. You do really. Like, I, that's my philosophy. That's the yin yang of. Financial exactly. You got to figure out when to spend it and when to save it. And like so many things in life, it's all about balance. Right, it is Uh, moderation. I wouldn't lump all of my dollars into one basket like some people do. Right. Yeah. Because I did that with a restaurant once. Bad. (laughs) Bad idea. I was like, I did that with a restaurant once. You know, it did not go too well. (laughs) Did not go too well at all. Well, what do we got on tap this? Well, I got a lot of, uh, well, I had a bunch of stories, but I've narrowed them down. And I, I got, say we had two weeks of odd news. Yeah, so. I know. I got uh, some interesting things found in the stomach of an alligator. Okay. Uh, a guy who had a post nuptial meltdown. And then a naked woman. Let's just leave it at that. And a naked woman. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. we'll tease that a little bit. Well, over here on my end, we're going to talk about a son and his mother. We're going to talk about Italian Lord of the Rings. But I wanted to start off with this one, and this is an old story by now, but I had to bring this up with my buddy John. <laughs> Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore, yes. Is anybody... I, I would like to think probably everybody listening to this has heard the story. I would think But that. there may be some who haven't. Right. Uh, for those who haven't heard the story... There was a high school ball game, high right. school football game that was televised and by ESPN. By ESPN. Yeah. Big deal. The worldwide leader in sports. Yes. yes. Turns out one of the high schools in the game, Bishop Sycamore, right. is not a not high a high school. school. Now, I would say IMG Academy, also probably not really a high school either, but they just do a better job of Pretending to be a high school than Bishop Sycamore does. Okay. I have a friend who went to the IMG Academy. Oh, really? Yeah, one of the Bass Brothers. Do you, you remember all the Bass yeah, Brothers from Fett? The the baseball playing Bass Brothers? Yes. Well, one of them went down there for his senior year, the youngest one. And uh, I think it, it is a sports factory, but mm-hmm. they do have to take classes and stuff. Bishop Sycamore, not so much. <laughs> They want to, they're uh, the IMG want to be. Yeah. They're okay. like, uh, I don't think IMG can find too many people to play them. So Bishop Sycamore is like, why don't we pretend to be a high school and get a bunch <laughs> of like junior college dropouts on our team and then go and play? It's really genius. And, yeah. Like, we'll get a paycheck. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you guys can, can continue to your football dreams. And here we go. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of shooting from the hip on this, but I've done, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. I've okay. read a lot of articles about it. All right. If I'm not mistaken, the school was founded in 2018. Yes. And it was originally founded as Christians of Faith Academy. Sure. And, well, Christians will start a private school only in a heartbeat, <laughs> yes. you know? And they were connected to African Methodist Episcopal Church. Okay, but, AME Church is a very common church. But then they they started getting in trouble because they started, uh, it said that there was an, a federal investigation that looked into the COF Academy and their use of counterfeit currency, credit and debit card fraud, computer fraud, okay. and other potential crimes. I didn't I didn't know any of this part of and the story. In which case, uh, African Methodist was like, no, nah, that's yeah. not our school. No, no. Hey, look, <laughs> nothing to do with these guys. 
So Christians of Faith was shut down. Okay. And immediately rebranded as Bishop Sycamore. All right. And this is in Ohio, too, by the way. Not the football crazy South, the football crazy Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. Said that the football team first played in 2019, during which they went four and five against a variety of smaller schools, none of them located in Ohio. Then on August 27th of 2019, they were removed from playing against Mainland High School in the Freedom Bowl, a private football tournament in Milton, Georgia, for, quote, breach of contract hmm. following failure to submit a roster and book hotel rooms in time. Hmm. Which the coach also got in trouble for not paying for a hotel room. Right. Or for a hotel rooms for, like, another yeah. school they went to play last year. Well, like uh- – I'd read before this game against IMG, mm-hmm. they had played a game like two days beforehand. Yeah. They and played, that just turned around. In a span of 10 days, they played three games. <laughs> that is insane for football. So why, but why are you doing this? Like, why, why are you doing that? He had to be getting some money out of it somehow. You're right. You're like, you don't think you would do this for free. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's a game check. You know, like we're, if you play on ESPN, we're going to pay your school $10,000 or whatever. And then he's keeping it, I would imagine. They were also, uh, they hired a, what would you call it? Like a a booking agency or something to, yeah. to book their ball games. Apparently, that's how they got on ESPN. Okay. Is they had someone out there, I guess, kind of like an agent to go out there and get them these yeah, get them games. Hmm. It's crazy. But then some of the kids it said here were like 20 and 21. Right. Already graduated. Some of them. We're still listed on rosters of other high schools yeah. in the area. That's some crazy. of them had kids, which I mean, maybe that's not super weird. Yeah, no. for high, some high school boys <laughs> not, have kids not of their own. Too, not too weird for <laughs> high school these days. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just wild to think that they pulled this all over on ESPN. That yeah. somewhere ESPN wouldn't go. Let's do a little background check on this school mm-hmm. and notice that all we can find on them is a web page and a Google Maps address for them. That's a storefront or whatever it, it was, went like to a office university building. library. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was a university library. Yeah. Was their address? So you'd think they would do some due diligence, but also. I think IMG has trouble getting people to play them. Okay. And so they probably had already booked IMG, and they couldn't find anybody except for a bunch of 21-year-old, 20-year-old <laughs> has-beens who got beat 58 to nothing, right? They did. I mean, yes. imagine losing. If you're if you're out of high school, losing that bad to a bunch of high schoolers. That's got to hurt your confidence. But also uh, – they they played IMG in I think 2019. Yeah, they so did. So it hadn't been the first time they had played. No, they got beat that time sure. too. They did get on the board with six points. Okay, that, that first game. There you go. You know, uh, this is kind of beside the point, but Thomas goes to Tuscaloosa County High. Mm-hmm. Well, not this last game, but the game before that, the Friday before we were supposed to record, and I couldn't. They played Thompson High School. Well, Thompson High School is really good. They are seventh in the nation. And uh, they destroyed County High. It was like 50-something to nothing, but they put their second string in in, at the beginning of the second quarter. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they destroyed it. I wanted them to score 100 points so bad, (laughs) which, by the way, 100 points have been scored twice in Alabama high school football history. I got this fact from John Martz. Mm -hmm. 
And one of those was against Fett County High School in like 1921 or something. Oh, man. It was like 115 to whatever. Who scored it? I don't remember who it was. Mm. But Fett County High School also Friday night, this past Friday night, got their 700th win in program history. We are the winningest high school in Alabama football history. Nice. So, All right. And the only school was 700 wins. So mm-hmm. there you go. Anyway, the, the the latest on this school, Bishop Sycamore, is they fired their football coach. They got a new coach who, when he was asked about the program, he said, quote, let me find a quote. Why can't I find it? I had it pulled up right there. It was something like, we are not, Bishop Sycamore is not a school. We are a postgraduate football academy. Okay. Which, what is a football academy? Well, you know, there was a, a postgraduate football academy. There was a time in Alabama's history before Saban, where we would get kids that would go to this prep school in Virginia for like a year post high school. Mm-hmm. Apparently they helped them get their grades up. They got to play football and all that. And then they would come in and play for us. I can't remember the name of that school, but we have four or five of them that would go to it. Is it like the blind side school? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> something it's basically like that. something exactly like that. So we're, I rich. guess, well, the blind side, and no offense to Wilts, okay? The movie The Blind Side is an elaborate cover up for recruiting <laughs> violations. You know? It's like. It's to make you feel bad. Yeah, for, for <laughs> Ole Miss, like a prominent Ole Miss family paying for a kid to go to school there, basically. You know? Yeah. And it's fine. It's a heartwarming story and all that. But Michael Orr. You know, Alabama would have paid him to come to school. He could have lived with a family over there. We don't have to make a movie about Sandra Bullock adopting him or anything so so we don't get in trouble. That, that's just my thoughts on the whole matter. If, of course, that's what happened. I like to imagine at the very end of the movie, you see uh, Miss Tui and Michael Orr hugging when he got drafted right. in Baltimore. Yes. I just imagine her and her head going, yes. That's right. Cha-ching. It worked. That's right. <laughs> we got away with it. You know? We got away with it, which is fine. Yeah. Like, now cheating is legal in sports with all the NIL stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you can pay anybody anything. I, I, and Seriously, I want to talk to Shane. We need to get some Spiller Furniture NIL athletes from Alabama. You know? Like, we just give them a couch for their dorm room or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then have them do some autograph appearances or something. Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer. Maybe a podcast appearance or two. Yeah. Right, hey, maybe we'll work that in there. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Today on Earth Oddity, we have Bryce Young, quarterback for the University of Alabama. What's it like being so awesome, Mr. Young? <laughs> Remember that time when you threw that pass and he caught it and ran for a touchdown? That was awesome. And then he did it four more times? <laughs> but... We also have a store in Starville, so we can have Mississippi State athletes too. There we go. I mean, we need to we need to explore this idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. I don't know how we got oh Michael Orr and the blind side. Yeah. And Ole Miss cheated, which is fine. I mean, they got in trouble for Hugh Freeze, who coaches at Liberty now, by the way. <laughs> Uh, the prominent conservative Christian University of Liberty, Hugh Freeze got in trouble for calling hookers on his university-issued cell phone. That's mm-hmm. what got him in the biggest trouble, I think. And that was way after Michael Orr. So. <laughs> right. I, feel, I like Ole Miss. I, I like every SEC school except when we play them. 
Which, yeah. by the way, Arkansas beat the mess they out of did. Texas. It was so great to watch. <laughs> it was so great. And I love Arkansas. Shout out to Todd, one of our patrons and a, and a huge Razorback fan. What a win. I was mm-hmm. so happy for y'all. It was so great. And anyways, I'm just rambling about football now. What what other football you want to talk about? <laughs> I haven't watched one down of Alabama football this year. What? Not one. Not even, which I mean, we played Mercer, but you didn't watch nope. yesterday? Yesterday was Libby's birthday party. Now, uh, Libby's birthday was the previous Sunday. How dare she be born yeah. on the same day that Alabama's supposed to play? Well, first of all, she wasn't even supposed to be born, you know? <laughs> The gall. The Lord made this happen. Okay. Either that or Deidre's extramarital affair she had, because I had a surgery to solve this problem. Anyways, so that Saturday, well, oh, I had to work that Saturday, the Alabama Miami game, because that's me. I'll I'll take one for the Spiller team and work six days a week uh, in a strange town far away from my home. And so I didn't get to watch the Alabama game when they played Miami. So yesterday was Libby's birthday party, and we had a bunch of girls over. We went to Shindig and played video games and laser tag and all that. Well, that was all during the Alabama game. Dude was like, I was like, what time is Libby's party starting? And she was like, 3 o'clock. I was like, great. <laughs> kick off. That's the exact time we kick off. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about that. And I was like, that's fine. No worries. Like, no, that didn't mean anything to me. It's Mercer. Here's the great thing, Tiny, that you're going to love is next Saturday we play Florida. Uh Big game. Big game. I'll be camping out with Boy Scouts. All right. So I won't see. I may not watch an Alabama game this year. But I'm watching tons of other games, so that's still fine. But, yeah, I just check out Alabama and the highlights every once in a while. Like, man, you guys are my team. Remember me? I root for y'all. Sorry I haven't been there like I should be. Yeah. No. Also, hate everybody who's got to watch Alabama football. So I'm, sorry, I'm jealous. You, everybody else, I'm jealous and I'm mad about it. It makes you feel better. I, have, uh, I haven't always watched in peace. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. Um, but what we do need to get into, because we're playing Florida next week, is some Gator talk. That's right. Uh, what a segue, by the way. Gator talk. Um, how did artifacts thousands of years old turn up in a Mississippi alligator's stomach? I'm going to go with he ate them. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> what does a 750-pound alligator eat? Well, just about anything it wants. But items found in this particular Mississippi gator's stomach defy odds and date back thousands of years. This is out of Jackson, Mississippi, too. So shout out to Wilts. It could have <laughs> yeah. could have been Wilts. They could have been cutting open his stomach. Shane Smith, owner of Red Antler Processing in Yazoo City, Mississippi, said he was examining the contents of a 13-foot, 5-inch gator that weighed 750 and 50 pounds and discovered two unusual objects. One he couldn't identify, but the other was clearly a broken stone arrowhead. The find was so unexpected, he almost didn't let the news out. At first, I thought, I'm not posting this on Facebook because no one will believe it. 
But then he had second thoughts. I, was about to say, I don't believe that he really thought <laughs> right? that. I no. think he thought, I'm going to post this immediately. I'm about to clout chase and my, <laughs> my process of business is about to get a ton of publicity. <laughs> There's no way he was like, I'm not going to post this on Facebook. Um, he said, this is too cool not to post on Facebook. Uh, this has probably never happened before. We got to post this. So it all began, the story first began to unfold in April when a wild game processor in South Carolina reported opening the stomach of an alligator and finding an unusual item. Um, Smith read it and was skeptical. He said, the curiosity struck me when I saw the post online about someone finding dog tags in an alligator's stomach. Much more alarming than a broken arrowhead. In my opinion, you find dog tags, you got to think this guy ate a veteran. Yeah, he he probably just picked him up somewhere, but it's way more fun to think. Look, this is like Placid Gator that ate a veteran. <laughs> Do we know that the Taliban have not been training gators and releasing them over here? I mean, we, it's hard to prove a negative. John. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> this seems like the, the terrorists may be coming in the form of gators. Um, He said, so to satisfy this curiosity, Smith decided to examine the contents of larger alligators he processed. Um, He said, the first one was a 13-foot, 787-pound gator taken in Columbia, Mississippi. said, we found a bullet in it, and it had not been fired from a gun. I don't know how it got in there. said, the second alligator he opened, which was harvested at Eagle Lake, located 15 miles northwest of Vicksburg, Um, contained many of the things the first did, including bones, hair, feathers, stones, and then something else caught his eye. He said, uh, everyone was standing around like I was opening a Christmas present, Smith said. He said, we kind of put it all in a bin, and I looked over and saw a rock with a different tint to it. He said, it was the arrowhead. Um, Smith said he was dumbfounded. It was just disbelief. There's no way he had an arrowhead. Your first thought is it ate a Native American or... (laughs) That's not my first thought. (laughs) Or a Native American shot it in the stomach. But he knew that wasn't the case. Is this like a 200-year-old alligator? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, well, they live a long time. I don't know how long they live, though. Yeah, but I don't think they were, like, attacking Geronimo. (laughs) No, I don't even... Like, we... Not we. Let Let me take back the we. And President Andrew Jackson drove out the Indians from the southeast, the majority of Indians, a long, long time ago. Yes. Yeah. So that's early 1800s, right? Mid-1800s, before the Civil War. Yeah. He was seventh president, Andrew Jackson was, if you didn't know. He also didn't like the National Bank. No, big, not a didn't, fan of that at like all. Didn't at no, all. No, not a fan of that at all. Uh, also beat up his would-be assassin, too. Yeah. Andrew Jackson was a wild man. He really was. No, not the greatest guy in our history, in no. our country's history. Far, far from it. But an interesting character, for sure. I mean, if you want to, if we want to just be honest, when you get to looking at the great men of history, they're very rarely great. Yeah. It's kind of like all of us have a... Have some checkered things in our past. (laughs) It's it's almost like people are by nature sinful. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We all could probably, under close examination, would have things come up that were less than stellar. Yes. But 
I may have done a lot of stupid stuff in my life, but I never drove wholesale slaughter yeah, Native Americans. I never, I never drove people from their homelands and committed genocide. Yeah. Okay. Now I know we're all told all sins equal and everything. I, I believe that. Okay. But in human eyes, <laughs> say, but in the American court right. system, yeah. some things are definitely worse. Than exactly. Others. They weight them a little differently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So anyway, so he goes on to say probably what everybody thought when they sh- saw the story. The alligator was probably scooping up, you know, trying to eat something that was in the dirt and yeah. uh, and got swallowed it. Yeah, swallowed this and it stayed the stuff. Because arrowheads, while certainly cool. Yeah, very cool. They're not necessarily rare. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> they're Which, everywhere. And I don't want to get off on a tangent, but all right, in my life, Tiny, I have found hundreds of arrowheads. Mm-hmm. Probably you too, you know, or fragments of arrowheads and all that. Like, if you think about the amount that of arrowheads that people have found just walking through fresh tilled dirt or whatever mm-hmm. in a field, Native Americans like they were turning out some arrowheads. Oh, you yeah, know, absolutely. You, know, you guys were. Y'all were hitting the flint every day, all day long. Well, you know? I, got, I got news from you. 200 years from now, mm-hmm. people are going to be bu- digging up bullet casings the sure. same way. Right. Oh, you're right. <laughs> and yeah. our ancestors are, no, our, what do they call them? Our predator. No, our, you know, yeah. Not well, our ancestors, but the people who come after descendants. us. Our descendants yeah. are going to think, man, those people, they did some shooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dear goodness. Right. Look at all these shell casings. No. I mean, there are. There's so many of them. Yeah. At the very first house Dieter and I lived in, I was just swinging Thomas in the backyard. Look down, there's an arrowhead sitting there in the dirt. Picked it up, washed it off. It's a nice one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's full and everything. And you're like, wow, well, it's just we're out here in the middle of nowhere off an of old fat road. You know, I'm sure yeah. it's probably some field dirt that got brought in when they were building the houses that because it being that close to the surface. But you're like, wow, it's kind of neat. So many arrowheads in the world. Lots of them. Yeah. No, and I mean, well, Moundville was the the New York of the Big Apple of the Mississippian era. That's so. true. Well, on to the next story, and this isn't isn't terrible, but just so you know, it it does is maybe a little bit macabre. Okay, son kept mother's body in basement to keep pension. Uh, a man hid his mother's body in the basement for more than a year after she died in order to continue receiving her pension and nursing allowance. Police in Austria said so. Austria. Austria. I figured this would be an American story. You would think this was like from Gordo, but no. <laughs> well, you know, our, them social security checks ain't a whole lot. It's probably, <laughs> you're probably going to break even on That's your true. Maybe cooling the, and freezing costs and everything. Maybe the checks are a little better in yeah, Austria. Right. <laughs> they, got, they, got, they got all the socialism over there. You're getting a big check. <laughs> Investigators in Tyrol province said Thursday that officers paid a visit to the unidentified man in the Innsbruck area last weekend because suspicions had arisen that his 89-year-old mother had died in June of 2020. They said in a statement that the 66-year-old man admitted in questioning to having kept her body in the basement after she died at home so that he could keep receiving her benefits. Investigators so far suggested that he took in a mid-five-digit sum of euros. Now, I don't know how much that is. It's enough to make you hide your dead mama. Yeah, I think so. That's pretty good. Authorities conducted an autopsy on his mother's body on Wednesday, and they found no evidence of foul play, so he didn't 
Didn't kill her. Which, I mean, he wants to keep getting her money. Yeah, So right. surely he, he wants to keep yeah, her alive. He's as trying long to keep her alive. Yeah. I thought she was just being quiet. <laughs> yeah, it, it was unclear what charges the man would face. So I would. I would think fraud would be one. Yes. Absolutely. Of some sort. Yeah. I mean, they're going to. You would think they're going to come get that money. They're not just going to let him have it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to pay that back. Right. Right. But, and. I would think that forensic technology would allow investigators to determine when she died. Yeah. But depend I mean, I, I imagine that being a big thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. You're trying to put a number. I just be like, she died last week, y'all. <laughs> you know? yeah. I hadn't even got one from her yet. Okay, I, one check. All right. <laughs> yeah. But I was gonna use that to pay for her funeral. <laughs> right. We're just trying to get that check so I could pay for her funeral, y'all. Get her a nice bouquet of flowers. And yeah. Maybe a wreath. Pick her out a coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Got to do all that. Pay pay the grave digger, all that good stuff. Well, Which is not cheap. No, it's not a cheap process at all it's to bury somebody. $2,000. Okay. For what they call opening and closing the grave. Okay. I.e. Hmm. digging a big hole and covering it Would up. they let you, let you dig your own? You know what? I should have asked. Yeah. I mean, not like if you had called me and been like, John... <laughs> My daddy just passed away. I need you to help me dig this grave for you. Yeah. I, it would have hurt me to say no, you know. <laughs> but I would have said no. I'm like, Tiny, I'm not your man. Okay, well, let's I mean, let's go rent a backhoe or something. I tell you what, if uh, if I had known that I may not get paid back like I thought I was, <laughs> true, I may have been out there with a shovel. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm thinking because, you know, my dad's brother passed away and that's got me to thinking, you know, like one day I'm going to have to do all this for my parents. I'm the only one, you mm-hmm. know, so I'm going to have to figure all this stuff out for them. You know? And, uh, well, John, I just want you to know, I would love to help you dig a grave for <laughs> your parents. <laughs> well, they like, what if, could I, well, is that allowed? Dude, I got a little hibachi grill. <laughs> I got, <laughs> well, we make a weekend of it. <laughs> I got a rechargeable speaker like bluetooth speaker <laughs> we can put on some tunes sure roast some burger burgers and dogs and just dig away uh, not a bad idea just get a bunch of people out there have a party you know like come on guys we'll ha- meet me out every of the cemetery single person who asked me what i'm doing this weekend oh i'm digging a grave yeah, i gotta dig a grave for my buddy's mama <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know and i i know a person who does that for a living so maybe i need to ask him mm-hmm. and go hey uh so, like, if I wanted to do it, could I? You know, like, yeah. I know how to operate a shovel. You know, like, I, I, it's not that difficult. I just need to know the specs. How you deep? Know. How wide? <laughs> not to not, not to be too dreary here, but mm-hmm. I've got some family members who are dangerously close to the end of their life. Maybe I should, maybe <laughs> I should check on that. I mean... Here's the thing. You, me, you got me once. <laughs> You're not going to give me a second. Time. That's how they get you. You know. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like I know me, and I would be fired up about it for about the first three feet. <laughs> and then that dirt starts getting yeah. real compact. It's real tough to real get through. Hard. Hadn't had any moisture hitting it in a long time. We got the hose really. over there. Yeah. Like, trying to break it up. Yeah. I, I know. I get to that point. I'd be like, look, to the hard pan. That's the technical term for it. I'd be like, look, y'all, this is as far as I go. We got enough <laughs> to cover them up with. Mama wanted to be buried at three foot. <laughs> like, uh, a good rain comes by the next day. You can see the top of the coffin sticking out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
while we're on the subjects, uh, and I, I, I don't want to detract from this story too much, but I was, I was thinking the other day about the coffin dancers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And I started thinking, I would imagine that there's not a lot of people over here in North America that would want coffin dancers at their funeral. Right. But I would imagine there's got to be a few. Sure. And do is there even North American coffin dancers available? My, probably not. I bet we could practice some dance moves. Sure. Maybe get a coffin, recruit some guys. I bet we could charge 20 grand. Oh, here's to what dance at people's funerals. Tiny, here's what we do. Okay. We need to hire some dudes that are in shape. All right. <laughs> yeah. Dress them up like the Chippendales and have. <laughs> And have one give me all one last ride <laughs> to the grave, you know, and that will go over huge in America. I guarantee you, because the Chippendales used to come about once a year to the bar next to us and okay. do and do their little show, you mm-hmm. know, and the amount of just horny women that would file in that place to see those dudes, right, was shocking. Okay, so I know at least 5% of the people who would be there. And this is, we're just talking about Tuscaloosa and one bar with a capacity of what, maybe 300 people. Mm-hmm. Well, we could, we could, we could make some money, you know, yeah. pay those dudes like 500 bucks a piece, right? Charge 10 grand for it. We only need six of them. The rest of us going to mine in your pocket. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. we got to think of a catchy name though. It can't be, uh, just coffin dancers West. <laughs> I don't know. I would say we can't use a Chippendale's name. No. I'm sure that's trademarked. Yeah. I'll think on it though. I'll think on it. <laughs> well, let's talk about another guy. All time mugshot. You need to check out the show notes. This is a story is kind of old. It's from uh well, not kind of old. It's actually from the beginning of this month. Um, but look at his mugshot. That's a mugshot. Yeah. They're like holding his face still because he won't be still or anything. Goodness. (laughs) Uh, After fleeing from the scene of an auto crash, he caused a 25-year-old motorist who was married earlier in the day and appeared under the influence declared, all hail Donald Trump, (laughs) before scuffling with Florida jailers who sought to restrain him, according to court records. Huh. Uh, I mean, he just—he's had too much Trump in him, you know. Like Harvey Updike had, he said he had too much Bama in him when he poisoned the trees down in Auburn. This guy had too much Trump in him. I guarantee you, he's got a Trump twenty twenty flag still hanging, Man. you know. Which, what do you do with your Trump twenty twenty flag when it turns twenty twenty one? Do you just update it for the year? If he hadn't been installed, you know, as the rightful king of the <laughs> North. You know, I would think the proper thing to do would just be to take it down. Well, and then that logically, you would think after the election, you would take it down, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm but, sorry. I, mean, I don't mean. I mean, you spend that money on a flag because yeah. you're not content with just your cardboard. Yard no, sign. can't have a yard sign. I need a flag. <laughs> Which I'm sure Trump sold every Trump 2020 flag there was, and he just lined his pocket with it. Which is huge, great for him. Yeah, you would think he probably uh, spent more than yeah. brought in sure. running for president. Yeah, but that said, I bet that was probably financially at least one of the, yeah, good move, one of the best right. campaigns to ever ever be run. I just, I just, I just want to talk to some Trump twenty twenty. I want to like knock on their door and be like, look, 
are, are we hanging on a little too long? Like, I, <laughs> even if you think he's going to be reinstated as president because they stole the election and the Arizona audit's about to go to court or whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Like, at what point do we just go, hey, let's roll up the Trump 2020 flag? Or do we fly it for forever? You know? Never forget. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, is that the new flag of the rebellion when the next Civil War starts I mean, or something? hinting that he's going to run in 2024. I saw that, too. Now so, you got to buy a new flag in 2024. But you think these people would be excited to go get a new one. Sure. You? Especially if you release, like, new colors. Oh, that'd be great. Or just go red this time. <laughs> yeah. That's got a much more Nazi look if you go with primary red instead of blue. Everybody could change their profile pictures to just red squares. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, like, I'm a, all right, I, I, say what you want about Trump's presidency. I happen to think it wasn't as bad as people make it out to I be. I agree. Right? I, don't, I don't think it was any better or worse than you know, any other he, president of my it, lifetime. As far as entertainment, oh, yeah. I thought it was the best yeah. presidency. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but what, one thing you can say is Trump did a number on everybody, like, on both sides of the <laughs> yes. aisle. I mean, like, he did a number on all y'all. Because as crazy as this dude is, yeah. I promise you there's people on the other side who are just that crazy Absolutely. about hating him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. That's my thing. Like, uh, you know, I followed politics for a long time. Like, I remember when Bill Clinton got elected. I, that was the first election I ever voted in when he ran against mm-hmm. Bush Sr. Yes. I remember people putting bumper stickers on their car. Don't blame me. I voted for Bush, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... uh but I have never at, at any point in time, and in that election, I voted for Bush Sr., been like, I hate the guy who lo- who I lost to, you know, right. <laughs> whatever. There's never been any point for me to get that emotionally invested because I've always been like, well, no matter who the president is, I got to get up and go to work. I got to pay my bills. I just got to do my thing, you know? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I think it's all social media. That's what I've thought. I've thought That's a lot about it. That's definitely probably part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like it was like the same vaccine thing. Once you dig in, you can't go back. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're like, well, I've already published my thoughts for the world to see. I can't go back and go, okay, maybe Trump was a little overboard on this. You know, I listened to a podcast who the host of this political podcast, he has a, a theory Okay. that with everything being on demand now, like, okay, we might watch the same show, but we're not going to watch it at the same time. Right. Because it's pro- we're probably watching it, it streaming. We're not watching new episodes every Friday night or whatever. Sure. Uh, the only two things that happen that are just that everyone has to watch at the same time now are sports mm-hmm. and politics. Yeah. And it's his theory. That's why people are so dug in on politics now is because that's right. that's kind of like that and sports are the, the two things that we sure. can talk about around the water cooler the next day. That makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. sports is amazing. You know, even if your team's no good, it's still amazing. Right. Like, uh, but my thing is that the people who are like, look down their nose at sports fans, like, oh, how can you care about this meaningful, meaningless game or whatever? I want to be like, you are the exact same person as I am. <laughs> Like, you stayed up to 2 a.m. in the morning to watch election results from some precinct in Wisconsin to come in. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me you're better than me, you know? (laughs) Well, then they'll come back and they'll be like, well, that affects you. Yeah, but I'm like... Does it really? (laughs) Does it? No, no. Does it really? No, no, no. (laughs) I'm not in the military, you know? Like, really, I've about got to the point is let's just let the people in the military decide what's going on because they're the ones that are like, 
they're the ones that are going to get sent to whatever country we decide has oil now or opium <laughs> next, you know? Right. So let's just let them decide, you know? Because I would be voting against whoever I thought was going to send me somewhere and put my life in danger. Maybe that's not the smartest plan, though. Haven't given that a lot of thought. Uh, anyways, this dude, back to my story. Yes. So his name's Nicholas R- Ruthenberg. He was driving the wrong way on a Vero Beach Street late Monday afternoon when he struck another vehicle traveling in the opposite direction. He ran from the scene of the crash, which resulted in the hospitalization of the other driver for neck, back, and leg uh, pain, cops reported. He was subsequently arrested near the crash site and was acting erratically and appeared as if he were under the influence of an unknown substance. Uh, At the county jail, Ruthenberg declared all hell Trump while failing a series of sobriety tests. (laughs) So he just straight up snorted a line of Trump. I guess so. (laughs) He's just high on Trump, you know? He's on that Trump train. Yeah. And, uh, his blood alcohol level was 0.0. So prompting, he must have been a Baptist <laughs> wedding. Must have been a Baptist wedding. Okay. Prompting, so it was Trump then. <laughs> prompting police to ask him for a urine sample to determine the presence of chemical or controlled substances. Which, if you're like messed up and you're proclaiming all hell Trump, I would imagine peeing into a cup would be very difficult. You know, like just from the aim uh, uh, perspective, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So as a cop prepared the urine test, which I I didn't know you had to prepare a urine test, but maybe there's stuff on the lab side you got to do. I mean, I imagine it's it's more than just you pee in a cup and... Yeah. You sniff it. (laughs) (laughs) And a hint of methamphetamines in here. Uh, Ruthenberg, while the cop was preparing the test, Ruthenberg started to take his pants off and then spread his buttocks. <laughs> we didn't ask you to do that, sir. <laughs> During which time he placed two fingers in his anus. <laughs> and the cop is like, sir, that's unnecessary. We didn't ask you to do that. The next sentence says, Ruthenberg was then placed back in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I want y'all to click on the link just to see the cops holding him up in his in his <laughs> mug shots. Uh, so after later agreeing to undergo a drug in th- evaluation, Rutherford began acting erratic again and was out of control, leading jail personnel to again restrain him with handcuffs. Uh, his behavior, an investigator concluded, was consistent with someone under the influence of some kind of stimulant. Uh, he was photographed as seen above, struggling with jail personnel as they sought to take his mugshot. So that's Man. about all in that story. Sounds to me like this is just a guy who's, you know, on something. Yeah. He's just going nuts. He's probably saying all kinds of gibberish. Sure. But because he said all hell Trump. It's going to make you Now we got to make a news article. Well, I think an important point everyone has forgotten, the listeners and you and I both, is that he was married earlier in the day. So this is his honeymoon night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he is somewhere his wife is in like a, a motel room with a heart-shaped hot tub <laughs> and waiting on him to get back. And he's down at the jail talking about all hell drunk. Well, drunk. this guy being in the jail, at least he is guaranteed a night of rough sex <laughs> before his honeymoon. <laughs> I 
perfect line. That was perfect. That was perfect. Oh, mercy. All right, John. Be a night he won't forget. Yeah. <laughs> I picked this story out just for you. Okay. This comes from The Guardian, and it says, What is this, if not magic, the Italian man living as a hobbit? Okay. Is this Fredo? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the Godfather. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is a guy who has taking LAR- he's taking LARPing to the next level. Okay, he just lives. He just lives as a Hobbit. As a Hobbit, yes. Okay, says after building his own version of Middle Earth, Nicholas Gentle has thrown a ring into Mount Vesuvius. Okay, so he hiked up there to throw a ring in Mount Vesuvius. He and his friends, who are, he's got one dressed as a wizard, one dressed as an elf, one's a dwarf. That, so far, the most surprising thing of this article is that he has friends. Hey, you can't lark by yourself. (laughs) Nicholas Gentile, a 37-year-old Italian pastry chef, did not just want to pretend to be a hobbit. He wanted to live like one. First, he bought a piece of land in the countryside of Buccancino near the town of Chete in Abruzio, nailed all those names. Sure. Where he and his wife started building their personal shire from J.R.R. Tolkien's fictional Middle Earth. Okay. I'm impressed that this guy's married and yet still a virgin. Right, yeah. Then, on August 27th, along with a group of friends and the Lord of the Rings fans dressed as an elf, a dwarf, a hobbit, a sorcerer, and humans, which these are like, you know... Like warrior humans, I guess. Like middle Middle Earth, humans. like like uh, what was his name? Boromir. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and then they walked 120 miles from Chete to ne- Naples, crossing mountains and rivers to throw the One Ring, a central pro- plot element of the Lord of the Rings saga, into the volcano crater of Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> <laughs> If you could see the look on John's face right now. <laughs> I enjoy hiking as much as the next guy, you know? You don't want to hike as a hobbit? No, but no not as a hobbit, you know? I'm sure they were eating second breakfast and all that. <laughs> well, you look at this dude. I should have had this pulled up. Goodness gracious. <laughs> on the TV. Like, look, they, they, they took a, uh, which... I didn't know Middle Earth had pictures. No, <laughs> they yeah. all got together for a group photo right there. How many women are in that picture? A zero. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. You know, if they were real fans, they would have hired an artist to sketch them <laughs> while they stood there because there's no cameras in Middle Earth. <laughs> that's true. But how did they film the movies, Tiny? <laughs> Uh, Anyway, it says, uh, in the two hectares of land that he bought, he has already built his first house where he lives with his family in hobbit clothes, and his doors are also open to visitors. Here, the pastry chef, who has a degree in genealogy, plans to build the Caravan of the Dwarves, the Green Dragon Inn, and a large version of Bilbo Baggins' house. His goal is to transform his piece of Abruzzo into a hobbit village with an adjoining farmhouse where visitors will be able to live in a magical world, which, according to Gentile, is not too far from the way people live in Buchano. He says, quote, Over time, I realized realized that my friends, my relatives, and the farmers of Buchano have always lived as hobbits, 
They work like hobbits, carrying out jobs that are all in close contact with nature. They celebrate like hobbits by organizing festivals and dances, and they even dress up as hobbits. In Bushano, the festival of the Bandarezi is organized every year. It is one of the oldest festivals in Europe, celebrated for almost 500 years, in which people wear medieval clothes, sing songs, and dance, and prepare typical local dishes. Those are hobbit clothes, says Gentile. I realized that I have always lived in the Shire. The only thing missing was to become aware of it and to build a village. I wanted people to enter my mind, my fantasy. Many make fun of us, (laughs) these people being John Long. (laughs) Some think I am trying to escape from reality. Far from it, John. I am living my dream, my adventure, by purchasing that piece of land. I have removed it from a reality that a reality that I don't like and am shaping it the way I want. So Okay. <laughs> he's not running away from reality. He's shaping his own. I I mean he can do whatever he wants to. <laughs> yes. You know, a hundred and twenty mile hike probably took him a little bit. I wonder what he does for money. You know, like does he have a job? I don't think Frodo had a job, right? Well, Frodo was rich oh, because yeah. Bilbo came back from the Lonely Mountain with That's treasures true. untold. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he had privilege. He had <laughs> Hobbit privilege. Yeah, you Hobbit know? privilege. He didn't yeah. have to work. Yeah, no. Tax the the Baggins family, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Samwise and his family are over there struggling. Well, so. they worked for Frodo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways... I just wonder what he does for money. You know, like if he has a career or anything. Well, now this, and does he well, show up like barefoot he, at that, at his job or well, whatever? Well, he said he's a pastry chef. Oh, okay. But All now right. as far as building, I miss that part. as far as building his little uh, hobbit village, he says that these houses will be built through crowdfunding that will be sustainable using solar energy. Like a true hobbit, Gentile loves nature and his goal is to take care of it. He says that his journey to Vesuvius to throw the ring into the crater, into the crater was not just an extravagant walk by Lord of the Rings fans. He wanted to send a message. Quote, this is, this is the message behind his LARPing, John. The earth today is threatened by pollution and climate emergency, which are enemies and fearsome as Sauron. We wanted to show that our land, like Tolkien's Middle Earth, must be saved and protected. That's why we went there to throw the ring. I'm too much of an environmentalist to throw a piece of iron into nature. So I symbolically threw a piece of solidified lava into the crater, into the crater, and gave the ring to a little boy we met. Hmm. We met a lot of people over the course of those hundreds of kilometers, and the affection they showed us was incredible. The people on the street opened doors to their houses for us, gave us food, offered to host us in their homes, and let us take showers. What is this if not magic? Hmm. I mean, what? Let, you know, let the nerds do what they want to do. <laughs> you know, I don't have a problem with it because I like to do stuff that other people would consider weird too, like right. kiss women. You know, so <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. They, like make babies. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm really good at that. By the way, <laughs> I feel like if these guys had girlfriends, the desire to hike to Mount Vesuvius would be next to none. 
Well, Frodo is married. Oh, it is? I, I missed all kind of <laughs> stuff from that article. Well, I actually <laughs> deleted the article I was going to talk about next. And I had to go back and find it while I you were reading. You. So, well, like I say, good to the, good for them. Good for them. Uh, oh, where did it go? Did I delete? Okay, here it is. Okay, here's my next and last story. Okay. A naked woman drove golf cart through a standoff with armed suspect, Pinellas deputies say. This is from Florida. And shout out to Susie who sent me this on Instagram. Uh, This is from Dundon, Florida. While Pinellas deputies were in the middle of a tent standoff with an armed man on the roof of a Dundon home on Sunday, They said a naked woman who drove through the scene of a golf cart made the situation even more dangerous for law enforcement. (laughs) I imagine every one of them took their eye off the guy on the roof, you know? (laughs) Deputies were setting up a perimeter outside of a home uh, around midnight on Sunday, and they said 18-year-old Miles, uh, whoa, hold on. After they said, 18-year-old Miles Abbott fired a gun at people in the area, ran from deputies, and then climbed onto the roof of the house, pointing a firearm at them. It was the beginning of a SWAT standoff that lasted six hours. Um, That's when they said 28-year-old Jessica Smith from Boston, Massachusetts, drove drove past a little early for spring break, too, you know? (laughs) She drove past several Mark Pinellas Sheriff Patrol units in a golf court cart. As Smith approached the home where the armed standoff was happening, deputies said she ignored their commands to leave the scene. Don't tell me how to live my life. Right. I do what I want. <laughs> of course, we immediately gave her a southern accent after reading that she was from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh She then refused to get out of the golf cart, so deputies took her out and handcuffed her. According to the affidavit, uh, Smith had a distinct odor of alcoholic beverage coming from her person, and she was completely nude. (laughs) The defendant's actions and inability to follow directions put multiple deputies at risk for potentially getting shot. Oh, getting shot at, investigators said in the affidavit. Deputies arrested Smith and charged her for resist for resisting an officer without violence. Now, here's her mugshot. Not guilty. Not the worst. Not guilty. <laughs> not guilty. Yeah, not guilty. Okay. How would you like to be the officer that's like, lady, there's an active shooter on that roof right there. You're going to get shot right in the boot. <laughs> I was thinking when I saw the headline and before I read into the article that Maybe the guy on the roof was like her boyfriend or something, and she no, was trying to distract she's just, him. No, she's just drunk riding just, around. Just random naked woman. I mean, yeah. I could have understood it better if it was like her boyfriend or whatever. No, she just got drunk, hopped on the golf, took off her clothes, hopped on the golf cart, and decided to ride by. And you know that all those cop cars had their lights going and everything, and she still chose to go right by them. That's real, real drunk. I like to imagine that right in the heat of battle, all of these cops 
and this lone gunman, they all lay down their arms <laughs> just in one. They all pull out a cell phone. <laughs> in one moment, That's there's right. just a ceasefire that comes across <laughs> everyone involved. It's bringing <laughs> peace to the world. One naked woman in a golf cart at a time. Yeah. I don't know. This is wild. Same thing happened in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, but let that be a lesson to you. If you choose to get drunk and ride around naked on a golf cart, don't ride through an active shooter <laughs> scene with the SWAT team and everybody else around. Yeah. Which they're cracking down on golf carts riding around in Northport. Oh, are they? I don't know if you've heard. I haven't. Oh, I yeah. don't I'm not rich enough to own a golf cart. I don't have I a golf like, cart either. I feel like that's more of a John Long kind no, of thing. No, here's the thing. I feel like uh, and this is just me, you know, I got a weird brain. I would never own a golf cart because I don't play golf. And I feel like you'd be posing if you got a golf cart and you don't play golf. Dude, you're living in the 90s, bro. Nah. Like these days, golf carts are for rich people who I don't want to walk places. <laughs> yeah, which to me, like, <laughs> like I would never buy a golf cart too because I would just get in my car and go wherever I wanted to. And I'd be like, well, that's just as good to me. You know, I don't have to keep up another vehicle. Remember to plug it in so it's charged and all that. Yeah. I'll just use my regular vehicle. I don't need to do anything else. But some of these neighborhoods, you know, not ours. We don't have a golf cart problem in our neighborhood. The golf carts are terrorizing people. Yeah. And so the cops are they're cracking down. People ride around on golf carts. I don't I don't Bell know. Mead. I don't because nobody nobody plays golf in this neighborhood. <laughs> when we moved into Bellmead, I really thought that's one thing I would see. Was <laughs> a lot more of golf elderly carts. people on golf yeah. carts. And I so far that's not the case. No, yeah. I, I just I don't know. We don't have a golf cart population here. Which is fine with me. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like in the neighborhood, you got to be just riding over to talk to Linda or, and all that, you know? Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want is neighbors coming to my house. So <laughs> if we can keep that down, that'd be great. <laughs> but you got another house for sale up here. I oh, don't do know we? if you saw it. Yeah. I don't know if you know them. I don't know their name. We just call them New York because they moved here from New York. Mm hmm. But I don't think they can take it. She's always on the Facebook group complaining about something. And so I think she's just got to get out of here. Hmm. You know, she ain't used to the South. Gotcha. Yeah. So they're moving. There's a house opening up in Bellmead. If anybody out there <laughs> listening wants to buy it. You Why know? wouldn't you want John and Tiny as neighbors? Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, maybe you can get on the podcast. <laughs> That's what I say. John look, will never speak to you. Yeah. And Tiny won't leave you alone. Here. All right. I'll. Let's just pull back the curtain. I'll be honest about it. What I want is Jeff Hearn to buy that house so then he <laughs> can take over podcasting duties. <laughs> and then I can go back to watching NFL football on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> because we've canceled Sunday night church, you know. For the month of September. Yeah, right. I've heard. For, I don't really get why. Well, it's because, John, COVID is only infectious during the evening <laughs> services. Sunday night, right? That's why. I know. Anyway, I wasn't at Did that Deacon's meeting. That? I was not at that Deacon's <laughs> meeting. It seems a little late to be canceling, but whatever. Uh, and so I was like, man, I can be watching football all day on Sunday, like from time <laughs> church gets out until bedtime. And then I was like, oh, dang, I got to do the podcast. <laughs> so, Jeff, there's a house. You need to jump on it because they go pretty fast in this neighborhood. You know, get on in here. And uh, and I got your seat warmed up for you, buddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> y'all can plug SD Allen stuff. It'd be great. I can do a special appearance every once in a while when like there's they, they, get, they get further and further sure, apart. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start out like maybe every other week, and then it goes to every other yeah, month. The story is is to start with is you know I'm just going to take a step back. I'm not leaving the podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to take a step back, and then you hear him. Less and less. And Whenever less. I do decide to quit, I'm going to give a speech like a football coach who's like, <laughs> you know, I, I need to spend more time with my family and, and all of that. And uh, and then next season, John's on another podcast. <laughs> I got my own podcast going. We call that move the Urban Meyer. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. But like I said, until Deidre's like, you can't do it anymore, I'll probably still do it. So <laughs> I just, she hadn't got that far yet. I thought she was going to say it today before I came over here. <laughs> but I just agreed with her and left, you know, <laughs> which is a, is a great argument move is just to, you know, like if they're like, oh, you know, Tiny, you never pick your socks up off the floor. I just, it's great to just be like, you know what? You're right. I'm horrible. And then like, I was like, okay, that ends everything right there. You know, can't talk about anything else. I just agreed with you. I acknowledge that I have a problem. So you have no need to keep talking about it. So that's a pro tip out there for any of you young married guys. So. Well, we want to talk about our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, and we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on their website. Um, which, where was I? Oh, I was out at camp yesterday. I had to go to camp yesterday morning, and some guys out there brought up Cajun Curl. Uh-oh. And I was like, do y'all know? They're like the sponsor of the most popular podcast in New Zealand. And they were like, for real? And I was like, yeah, man, it's Earth Oddity Podcast. Y'all should check it out. So there's some people listening right now. Shout out, Rob, all you guys. They probably didn't know I had a podcast, so now you do. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's created on the El Bayou, El Bayou in Evangeline Parish, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is the spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, Gator, possibly a gator with an arrowhead in its belly, yeah. and or, anything, dog or, or dog tags, or anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun curl. I've been putting it on mashed potatoes lately because we eat a lot of mashed potatoes at my house. My body's built by mashed potatoes. It's great. Um, anyways, Cajun curl buy you blended spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer on there or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Sal's Finest Meats, Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, the... uh, Mark Smart in downtown Northport and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurley Wallace in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by You Blend the Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10, that's EOP in the number 10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you pay full price. That's right. 
All right, John, we have a voicemail from September 2nd. Okay. So, may have, a little some, bit. may have some age on it, but let's listen to it. Hey, John and Tiny, it's Jacqueline calling you from the hurricane. Uh, my dog doesn't care that there's a hurricane outside. She wants her walk. She's getting her walk. Uh, so shorter than it was yesterday. But And, of course, uh, this is my first week of vacation since the pandemic hit, and uh, we're getting hurricanes. So, hooray. I uh, hope everyone there is doing okay. It's just starting here, so I'll give you a heads up later on if uh, I'm dead. Ooh, she didn't call in this week. I hope she's okay. That's right. I think she is. She likes something. I, I, a comment I made on Facebook the okay. other day. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she's fine. Which I also, is she talking about Ida? I'm not, I, I would assume it's like a, a, a Canadian hurricane. Well, I know Ida went, you know, all the way up and like flooded out New Jersey and New York and all that. So it may have went on up into her. But I thought it was a tropical depression then. She doesn't need to be claiming hurricane <laughs> status when it's truly a tropical depression. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It may have regrouped and turned back into hurricane. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I know, like, us here in Tuscaloosa, we get very few hurricanes. Yeah. But we get a lot of tropical storms. Right. Yeah. Once they downgrade. Yeah. They down, the wind right. gets lower. Yeah. And we're all four that. hours from the coast. Sure. It's, it's, right. You know, yeah. No, we don't have a lot of hurricane damage. Yeah. Now, we'll get a tornado oh, on we'll you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. But the hurricanes, they simmer down. Yeah. They get yeah. Right. When they get on up this way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of which, uh, John. You didn't do a ba-dum-bum, but uh, when you were talking about the Nirvana kid, you did say that his lawsuit was dead in the water. <laughs> and I said, ba-dum-bum, but no one else did. Anyway, I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, I did some research before this phone call, as I sometimes do. Dryer Lint is responsible for causing 2,900 fires in houses in the United States per year. Boom, John. I bet you feel stupid. I don't feel stupid at all. <laughs> 2,900? Is that yeah. what she said? 2,900. Let's say 3,000. Mm-hmm. How many households are there in North America? 4,000. With a dryer. <laughs> you know? Well, that's a very small percentage. Well, now, I would think most of them have a dryer. Yeah. I mean, if you can find a dryer out in the woods, you're <laughs> no. probably one of that no. in your trailer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's a There are a ton of households running a dryer <laughs> right. that aren't burning down. Okay? <laughs> now, it does happen apparently 3,000 times a year, but the numbers game is not enough to be that concerned with. That's okay. all I'm saying. Your odds are okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So that's why we are right to be afraid of leaving it when we're not home. Uh, Tiny, you have to post your vaccine status on Facebook or it didn't happen. Uh, Poof or didn't happen is is the philosophy there. If I can't even say his name. If that guy that used to be your president (laughs) did take credit for the vaccine and and, uh, liberals would still take it because liberals are stupid people. Now, I know this might be a little... Let's be friends, you know, let's all be friends, politics. Uh, but, I mean, come on, no one's that stupid. I mean, yes, some people are being that stupid, but no one should be that stupid. And I don't think liberals would be that stupid. Oh, contrary. Sorry. Moving on to another completely different topic. I did some more research, and the original Marilyn Monroe Playboy in mint condition is worth about $4,500. So it's possible that that guy had like nine of them, and that wouldn't take up very much room, and that would be $35,000 worth of plum. 
Yes, but if this guy has nine copies of that, I guarantee you not one of them is in mint condition. <laughs> there might be a few that are, but there, there's, a, there's a couple where the pages are worn, I guarantee you. I didn't even know Marilyn Monroe was in Playboy. I didn't either. Huh. Because I'm Baptist. I don't I don't even, I turn away from all that. Yeah. yeah. Sites where people die. Right. Tell it's tidy. If you really want some sites that you can go to some websites where you can see people die, just uh, DM your girl and she can hook you up. I agree. Guns N' Roses should put out another awesome album. I also am a big Guns N' Roses fan. And I think that they absolutely should put another album because the last one was, uh, yeah, we all know what the last one was. And finally, when is COVID going to be over? I really want to travel. I really want to do some stuff. Like I said, this is my first week of vacation since it started, so in like 18, 19 months. And I just really want to see my goddaughter in Ontario and uh, see some family and maybe go down to the States at some point. Anyways, hope you all survived the hurricane. I will update you on Facebook if I can uh, about how we're doing. Bye. All right. All right. Yeah, it turns out the uh, hurricane... Not, not too bad, at least for us. Yeah, where we're at. So. I think it killed more people up in the Northeast because like basements were flooding and mm-hmm. stuff than it did in Louisiana and Mississippi. Yeah. So, um, and also Guns and Roses. When I was editing that episode, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, if we came out with like a Guns and Roses tribute band. But we released an album that was titled Use Your Illusion Volume 3. How many stupid people could we trick into buying our album? I think they would sue us pretty quickly. (laughs) But, I mean, it's not... They didn't release a a Use Your Illusion Volume 3. Very true. Very true. Uh, Well... Uh, I I disagree that liberals would not. Well, I, I'm not saying all of them. People yeah. in general, right, are dumb. Yeah, it's right. not limited to one side of the political right. aisle. Yeah. <laughs> and I think people's political ideolo- ideologies shape their decisions way more than they should most <laughs> times. Agreed. And so I think there would be a maybe not. I don't know. There's a lot of conservatives who have taken the vaccine. You know. Yeah. Um, but there would be a portion of liberals who would be like, well, I'm not, Trump rushed that to the market and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just now getting FDA approved. And we don't, they would come up with all the same stuff that my conservative friends are saying. Well, maybe not the like, uh, it'll turn you into a lizard person or whatever, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, all that stuff. But, It'll be out there. And then on You're the naive. Other, I think people would be naive to think that it wouldn't be. And then on the other side, you would, like, again, this being a hypothetical, so there's really no way we know what sure. would happen. But it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if there was people on the conservative side who were thinking this should be mandated, you know, to heck with your body, your choice. Right. This needs to be mandated. Yeah. Everybody's got to get it. So That's right. That's just my our opinion. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We got any other voicemails? No. Uh, nobody missed us or anything? Nobody <laughs> called? It was like, well, hey, you guys, is everything okay? <laughs> we do have some questions, though. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Everybody, we like to ask John questions on this show. You can ask him questions yourself if you join our Discord server and go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from Raytheon. He asks, 
Will Nickelodeon ever be bought by McDonald's so we can call it Nickelodeon? <laughs> then someone will ask about Nickelback, about bringing Nickelback. So, <laughs> well, McDonald's might one day buy Nickelodeon, just run constant McDonald's programming on it to children. Nickelodeon, I mean, well, Nick, not Nickelodeon. Me, uh, my, McDonald's can buy what they want to buy, right? Sure, I would think so. Yeah. Also, Nickelodeon announced it was going to have another f- playoff football game this year. Oh, nice. It's going to be great, <laughs> like a wild card game. I don't know if you watched the one last year. It was amazing. I've heard you talk about it enough that I can't miss this Okay, one. <laughs> yeah. You can probably Google or like YouTube the one last year just to see. It, it was amazing. <laughs> if How would you like to be a player? And, oh, well, I mean, it, the play, it was all like CGI stuff. Like they score a touchdown and all the CGI slime, looked like it was slime in the end zone mm-hmm. or whatever. But if it was real slime, that would be even cooler. You know, <laughs> make the field surface real slippery and everything. Like injuries happening all the time. That would be great. Yeah. But if you're a dad with young kids, that's the greatest way to watch a whole football game. Like, hey, right, yeah. sit down. Let's watch it on Nickelodeon. Look, Patrick's on the bench <laughs> over there. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love it. He might suit up. Yeah, he may come in next. <laughs> That's our Bobo ask. Not saying I'm working on a script or anything, but if the James Spann bio flick only has the budget for one of these, which should it be? James trying to lasso a tornado or a techno-babbled polygon or James fist-fighting a tornado? Well, I would go with fist-fight a tornado, personally. All right. Yeah. Okay. Raytheon asks, if gender depends on what's in your pants, is my gender Android or 3D printed wallet? Because it definitely isn't banana. <laughs> little <laughs> TMI there. Okay. What crazy guy walks around with a literal banana in their pocket? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not admitting it, I did that in primary grade. Nope. So... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't either. I'm more of a plantain man. (laughs) (laughs) If you catch my drift. Goose asks, does Alabama need to change its flag like Mississippi did because of its Confederate background? Uh, Well, first of all, we don't have... Can Mississippi change their flag because they had the Confederate battle flag on it? Right. It was literally... Yes. The flag was like a corner of yeah, their state like, flag. Yeah. Now, there's been discussion about Alabama changing their coat of arms because we have it has every flag that flew over Alabama, right. you know, on it, and one of those being the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. There's been talking about that. Got no problem with that. Nobody sees the coat. Nobody knows what the coat of arms is, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have a problem changing our flag if it had the the Confederate battle flag on it. Um, I will say. First of all, I love our flag. I think we have a great flag. Uh, it aesthetically is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. it's first of all the colors of the university I root for, which is cool. You know, <laughs> but it's like we took a big white surrender flag on there and drew a big X on it and said, "Nope." You know, I know we ain't giving in. We dare defend our rights down here. Um, there is no official document that says our flag was made that way as a homage to the Confederate flag, battle flag yeah, I was that gonna, I'm aware of. Yes. I was going to say, I saw this question and actually did a little bit of research. Not a lot, yeah. a little bit of research. 
First of all, it doesn't really look like a Confederate flag. It's the same. It's a red St. Andrew's cross. Both flags a had a St. Andrew's cross on it. But, but so does the flag of Scotland. Yes. So does which a lot of Scottish people settled in this area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you not that that's the reason. I think probably our intention was let's make something that looks close to the battle flag. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly. But if, but if that's the case, they failed. Yeah, because it really doesn't look like it. No, I, stars. I it's yeah. different colors. Exactly. And uh, also, I was reading the guy. Like you said, there's no official documentation right. I'm aware of. Yeah, like yeah, there may have been some discussion on the house floor when yes. it was introduced or whatever. The but. guy who did come up with the Alabama state flag, allegedly, he modeled it after the flag that was carried by his dad's regiment. Okay, in that he carried in the Civil War. So not the Confederate battle flag, but his regiment. Yeah, right. Flag. Okay. So, but again, that's I mean. It's tenuous at best. I sure. suppose if enough people, like, I mean, if people start burning down businesses, probably yeah. go, okay, fine, we'll right. change it. But, I mean, the, the connections are tenuous at best. Right. Yeah. Furthermore, if we have to change ours, Florida has to change theirs. Absolutely. Because it's basically the exact same right. flag, yeah. except they have the Florida seal in the center. I would also like to so, say I don't like Mississippi's new flag. I don't like don't, it all. I don't think it looks good. <laughs> I don't. I mean, this is my personal preference. Now, well, I, I'm a big flag <laughs> guy. I love flags. I know it's weird. It's as weird as somebody hiking to Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> I get it. I admit that. We're all nerds about different things. I love flags. I love yeah. the way they look. I love to look at the design of them. I, I don't know why it is. It's you been fascinating. presidential candidate flags? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I could have designed a better one than that. But whatever. Put it, it needs more eagle. But, uh, uh, but and I, I, I'm just saying, like, uh, I, I don't like Mississippi's flag. I feel like they had a few designs that were pretty good. But well, now I'll give you this. It's no, it's no Alabama flag. Our flag, but I thought it. Yeah, I, I like it. All right. right, I thought it looked fun. Our flag is simple. It's clean. It's beautiful. You know, great mm-hmm. design. The worst thing ever would be one of those states that has just a blue flag with a little crest in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. They're they all look the same. Like stupid looking. You know, I don't know if it was for real or just a Facebook meme. But did one of the flags that was up for debate? In Mississippi, have a mosquito. On <laughs> I think that was a meme. Okay, but that would be cool. That'd be if great. We were to change hours. I wanted to be something funny, you know, <laughs> yeah. like that. I think that would be great. I want it to be an Alabama script. A. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I uh, I don't think there is a call to change Alabama's flag. I've never heard that in my life. I will say mm-hmm. Alabama was way ahead of the curve on taking down Confederate flags and all that. You know, we on our state grounds and everything, we did that back, if I remember correctly, in the 90s. So, um, and now I remember people getting upset about us doing it too. I saw what was going on in Georgia. Yeah, (laughs) right. We're going to go ahead and and get the jump on this. Right. Because it's going to be that way. And we have a lot of ton of problems in Alabama, but we have been as proactive as some other southern states maybe mm-hmm. not of others is trying to remove vestiges of the old south so um Who but would have thought I, the state that birmingham that contains birmingham and selma yeah would be quick to move on <laughs> right yes <laughs> <laughs> to address problems but uh i think that uh 
I, I've ne- I don't want to change our flag. That's bottom line. Because I like yeah. it. It's a sharp looking flag. But what I promise you I won't do is get a sign and yeah. stand in a, a picket fence no, yeah, and, right. and protest yeah. to keep it. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just a flag, too, if it <laughs> yes. comes down to that. I did think a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I want to get a state flag and hang it on my porch. You know, just the state flag, not the American flag, because, mm-hmm. you know. Why? That's so cliche. Everybody's got an American flag, but yeah. nobody has a state flag. It's like, I think that'd look kind of cool. We'll get an Earth Oddity podcast flag. Made up. <laughs> but now this guy's got me doubting if people think I'm racist if I just put the state flag out there. So maybe John, I need to John, go. What can you do these days that won't get you labeled a racist? I don't know. Certainly not take in a minority child and care for him for a couple <laughs> of years. Yeah. And certainly not run for governor in California on the Republican <laughs> ticket. <laughs> anyway, we, we really got off on that. I okay. love flags, man. I'll talk about flags for a long time. <laughs> we could do a flag podcast if you wanted to. <laughs> that's gonna. That's the way I can get John to stay, stay on. <laughs> Maybe I need to rank my like top 10 flags in the world. All right. Yeah. Remind me, I'll try to do that. There we go. You know what number one is? <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, like top 10, the Confederate battle flag is a great looking flag. You know, you can't say that. Now, well, <laughs> like, I don't like what it stands for. I'm, I don't have no problem with removing it from the society at all. But aesthetically, great looking flag. Well designed. I mean, good looking flag. Well, there's something about villains. Yeah, true. Having really good well, I don't like the style. Nazi flag though. The Nazi flag is like too basic and stuff. I don't, I don't know what it is about it. It's 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 like it's minimalist, but it's it's too little. You mm-hmm. know. So that's my that's my thoughts on the Nazi flag. Disavow Nazi flag. <laughs> I disavow the Confederate flag too. Just yeah. sharp looking flag. And, and please don't make us disavow yeah. the Alabama state flag. Right. No, no. Let's have something. No. <laughs> yeah. Which my, shout out to Ole Miss for figuring out like somewhere probably about 2003. We need to quit bringing Confederate flags to our football games because most of our players are African American. <laughs> you know? yes. And we want more really athletic African-American kids to come play here. So maybe when they're on recruiting visits, we don't need to be waving rebel flags around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And bears, land sharks, whatever. Yeah. They all beat Colonel Rev. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Rev is a sharp looking mascot, by the way. It was. I get why we got to drop it, though. But it's a sharp looking mascot. Like in the, the, I'm talking about the suit version of him, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. his big head and all that. Yeah. It's a sharp looking mascot. <laughs> You know, I bet with some minor alterations, they could have made him Colonel Sanders. Sure. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, Turn him into William Faulkner, you know? <laughs> like you, just, you just take his hat off and take his string tie off, and he's William Faulkner, you know? All right, last question. The fighting Faulkners? That's great. I'm eventually going to get this last question out. <laughs> I know I didn't get much sleep last night. Uh, Nicole asked, does it ever get boring watching Alabama obliterate lesser teams? Well, first of all, I haven't seen Alabama obliterate a lesser <laughs> team this year, but no, it does not. Yeah. It is uh, amazing. Because most every team Alabama faces is a lesser team. Sure, right. So. Well, here's the thing. All right, as an Alabama fan, you need to go ahead right now and start having conversations with yourself that this isn't going to last for forever. 
I've know? been telling myself that for five years. Well, I know, but eventually, <laughs> Nick Saban may be undefeated. But what is is the real undefeated master of us all is time, and he will not be able to coach for <laughs> right. the rest of our lives. You know, <laughs> yeah. So he's gonna get out of there, and we'll probably take a step back, and we may get lucky and hire an idiot like Les Miles who get us in one more national championship. Just. Following up on the culture that was stayed ingrained at Alabama. What about we could just go poach Dabo Sweeney? I don't want to just keep rolling. First of all, I think Dabo Sweeney's a great guy and I love him. I think he's a good man. I don't want him to be the coach at Alabama because it gets on my nerves. <laughs> that's, that's it. I want Oregon's coach. I don't care how much he wins. <laughs> I want I want Mario Cristobal to be our next coach who coaches at Oregon. That's it. That's I've already made the call. I called him last week. It's like good luck against Ohio State and think about coming back to Alabama when Saban retires. So but we'll screw it up. Yeah. Like we screwed it up forever after Bear Bryant retired and died, you know, which shout out to Bear Bryant died on September eleventh. No, it was that his birthday. <laughs> That's something some important Bear Bryant date I'm supposed to know. Well, anyway, so think about it. We're not going to be great for forever, and we'll go back to to being mediocre probably. Because and it's going to be bad, y'all. When we drop off and people start beating us again, they are going to rub it in. <laughs> I mean, y'all just need to know. Well, if they talk trash now, we're doing this winning every game. Yeah, it's only going to be bad. It's only going to get way worse. But it's like when we're losing the first time the bully gets beat up at school, and then like everybody's like makes fun of him <laughs> extra hard because he tortured tortured everybody for forever. Yeah, that's what's going to happen to us. Well, remember how long? How how far into the ground did we beat twelve national championships? Oh, that's all we had to go on, you know? Because <laughs> we were we well, were just think we can do the same thing we did with twelve. <laughs> And we can do that with 18 now. Everybody be, you know, like back then, <laughs> we're getting way inside. People like outside of the Southeastern Conference probably don't even know. But when we were bad and we harp, well, we got 12 national championships or whatever. Everybody be like, quit living in the past. You know, you guys, all y'all do is live in the past. You went seven and six last year or whatever. But Auburn fans will never not bring up kick six. You know, <laughs> even though those same people a decade ago were us telling talking us, about it on the yes. podcast right now. Yes. Stan will post the kick six in the Facebook group <laughs> as soon as this comes out on Tuesday. Never will forget it. But, but they were the same people that were like, you guys are living in the past. You know, when we were talking in, in the year 2002 about yeah. our 12 national championships. Now, we've added a lot. You know, we have added a lot, lot, a whole (laughs) lot. Legitimate ones, too, because they can't. I mean, you know, used to that talk about, well, y'all shouldn't even claim 1941. Some one dude in some corner of the universe declared y'all national championship. (laughs) It is suspect. I get it. And they'll go through and pick apart all of them. But you can't pick apart the ones we've won here recently. Nope. 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 (laughs) Nope. None at all. So it don't matter. It's all fun. I mean, that's the beauty of sports is it's fun. What's the worst you can say about Alabama in the modern era? Is they <laughs> we, won a national championship without winning the SEC championship. Yeah, that's that true. We played that, LSU again. That's right. Yeah, they use that one too sometimes. <laughs> and they like to talk about how LSU had the greatest season ever in 2019 of in the history of the the sport. Although, to me, our 2020 numbers were better, and we played an all-SEC schedule 
mm-hmm. which is huge. But then you get them talking about how it was a COVID year and players were out and stadiums weren't full and all that. So, you know. But at least we played a full schedule. Which you dare them right, we did. <laughs> the ones that we beat yes. in the net in the championship game, yeah. they didn't even play a full schedule. <laughs> that was like Ohio State when I watched <laughs> Who did they play the first round? Was it Georgia? The Clemson. Clemson, that's right. They, and they beat Clemson them back. in the semifinals and yeah. beat them back. I, I was no, like, man, it looks was, like Ohio State is really fresh. They, yes, <laughs> they haven't played but six <laughs> games this year. Yeah. I was super aggravated that they were even considered. Me too. Because they didn't play a full right, But yeah. then they beat the – I mean, they beat the – They beat the bejesus out of so yeah. I thought, okay, well, maybe they do deserve to be right. here. Yeah. Well, then that, we beat the dog mess out of them. So. <laughs> we did. It's great. I love beating Ohio State. I don't, for, I don't know why I don't like Ohio State. I just don't like them. Mm-hmm. I have no reason not to like them. I just don't like Ohio State for some reason. I don't know. What is it? Did you see the video? It's a nut from a tree, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I know that. (laughs) Did you see the video of their like drum major running out of the tunnel before the game this week and he trips and falls? (laughs) I didn't see that. Oh, please look it up. It's precious. (laughs) It is precious. It falls and you're like, well, you know, you guys are going to (laughs) lose. You know, should have packed it up right then. Uh, I, well, John, as this free show draws to a close, one thing we have to do before we end is we have to thank our patrons. Yes, we do. <laughs> we do have uh, people who yeah. donate money, give us money to show up every week. That's right. And talk into microphones. We thank you guys so much for that. We would like to especially thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. You believe that, John? Ten, $10 a month. That's, I mean, really... Not that much money. Let's be honest with it. You know? I mean, that's like a trip to McDonald's. Okay. You can't, for the low price of feeding a child in Africa in a month, you could join our $10 level of Patreon. And what's a better choice, feeding a starving child or helping Tiny and I? Granted, you could spend that $10 on a Disney Plus subscription uh, and have hours more content. Tiny, you. But you're going to use your cousin's password. (laughs) I just want to say password. You don't need to give them that money. I don't think you understand advertising. Like you don't want to give them good options like that. I was trying to explain to them that they can get that for free. Sure. They don't. Disney don't need your money. Yeah. No, they don't. (laughs) No, they don't at all. Anyway, those fine, fine, fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Warsaw. Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Carol Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. That's thank right. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. We appreciate that. If you would like to join the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers. If you join at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week. And sometimes we do an extra show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> you guys are due one. Yeah. Soon to be due two. So maybe we'll just do a, a two hour one. <laughs> we need to. Yeah. We'll just kick it out. You know, uh, I was actually sent some uh, fan fiction. Okay. That somebody wrote. Okay. So one of our fans wrote. Look forward to that. I am so excited. <laughs> yes. But anyway, that is patreon.com slash earth oddity, extend your oddity. <laughs> 
That's great. <laughs> Speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension? Uh, I have a story about um, sexual healing. <laughs> okay. Wow. Not the Marvin Gaye song, <laughs> which is a great song, by the way. Well, I have a, a story about when a Spanish bishop loves a satanic-tinged erotic fiction author. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. I guess that'll about do it. You got anything else to say before we end this show? Nope. Love y'all. I'm, I'm Once again, sorry I missed last week, and thanks for being understanding. Yes. You have been listening to Earth Audio Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. Yeah. You can find us on all those. That's right. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Mm-hmm. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We post our show art over on Instagram. That is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Okay, patrons, we're here. I was just thinking, I'm going to see if Thomas will make a jingle for our telephone okay, number. there we go. Let's see if I can talk him into trying to do that. All Let's right. see what he comes up with. Um, something catchy that will get in everybody's head, like a law office or something. So. Uh,